This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Frozen Biscuit Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. On today's episode, we dive into the latest Dallas Stars news. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to score Dallas Stars tickets, or tickets to any kind of event, concerts, comedy shows, check out GameTime today. Use the link in the description and help support the channel. And now on to our first topic. Denis Giryanov has been granted an indefinite leave of absence. Dallas Stars winger Denis Giryanov has been granted an indefinite leave of absence from the team due to family reasons. The team did not provide any specific details on the reason, so that will either be kept private or reported on at a further time or when Giryanov returns to the lineup. It is also unknown as to how long he will be absent, but again, that will either be reported on later or unknown until he returns. He has struggled this season with just two goals, three assists, and five points in 25 games. While he is yet to live up to his first round pick potential, he's usually good for around 30 points when playing most of the season, but is on pace for just 16 over the course of an 82 game season. Drafted 12th overall in 2015, he has spent the entirety of his career up to this point with the Stars organization and is now in his sixth season with the team. He is currently on a one-year $2.9 million contract that he signed in the offseason and will be a free, restricted free agent when it ends this summer. Aside from his absence, the Stars have a majority of their roster still active at the moment. Only Nicholas Camano is on injured reserve after un- undergoing back surgery at the start of training camp. And since he will likely spend the season in the AHL, he's on non-rostered injured reserve. The Stars currently sit fit first in the Central Division with a 19-8-6 record and are second in the Western Conference, behind just the Vegas Golden Knights. They're looking to build on their return to the playoffs last season, where they nearly upset the Calgary Flames in the first round in a seven-game series loss. A, he- a large part of that due to the play of Jake Odinger, who's also picked up where he left off last season. 
let us know your thoughts on this topic. Do you think it's going to have a effect on the team, or are they good where they're at right now with the players they have? Our next topic, the Stars lost their matchup against the Oilers 6-3. to The Dallas Stars played really great hockey for 50 minutes, then tragedy struck. The Stars made some costly mistakes that the Oilers capitalized on. The Oilers would go on to win 6-3 over Dallas Wednesday night. The Stars played on national TV, which has not been kind to them this season. Ryan Suter absolutely needs to be traded at the deadline. I don't care if the Stars have to pay half of his contract, he's got to go. These are three takeaways from last night's loss. Number three, offense has evolved in the league. The Dallas Stars have got to get their defense figured out soon. The offense around the league has definitely increased from last season. You are starting to see more games where there are four plus goals a game. Take a look at the chart below and look at the average save percentage among goalies has decreased over the last six years. Right now, Odinger's save percentage is 922, which is higher than the average this season. So there's no need to panic right now about him. He's not going to win every single game he starts. He just needs help with defense in the Stars zone right now. I would still re-sign him to a long-term deal, even if we didn't make the playoffs, if he were to be an unrestricted free agent. You're not going to find a better young goaltender in the league. The Stars really don't have anyone anyone else developed right now that could take his place. Number ten or number two, excuse me, trade Ryan Suter. I know this is probably a long shot, but the Stars have to start looking for a team to take him. Like I previously said, I don't care if the Stars have to take on half of his salary for two seasons. His terrible defense in the third period allowed Connor McDavid to score on a two and one, but the game to put the game out of reach for the Dallas Stars. Right now, there are two defensemen on the Texas Stars. I'd rather have out there than Suter. He's not, He's got to figure it out sooner or else he will be traded or bought out by Dallas later this season. Number one, Jason Robertson and Wyatt Johnson are the MVPs from last night. I'm trying not to make this entire post-game segment dark and gloomy. There were two players that really stuck out on the ice last night for the Stars. Those two players were Jason Robertson and Wyatt Johnston. These two players showcased themselves on offense tonight. Let's move on to the second period where Wyatt Johnston opened up the scoring in the first minute of the second frame, sniping one past Stuart Skinner. This was a great pass from Mason Marchment that set up the goal. Hopefully the GM will be that will be taking over for Nil sees what Wyatt Johnston brings to the table and can get an extension done with him before he hits free agent market. We have one more game on the schedule before the holiday break, and it's Friday against the Montreal Canadiens at home. There was a time change made a couple of days ago, so keep an eye out on our podcast for more details. And now on to the next topic. The Stars are working to reclaim first place. After reclaiming the top spot, in the Central Division, the Dallas Stars have staved off an early attempt for the divisional peak by Winnipeg that certainly won't be the last. Teams with offensive firepower like Colorado, when healthy, and Minnesota are sure to go on streaks within the final 50-plus games. That would make Peter DeBoer and company a little hot under the collar. 
course, the long-term success of this squad is pondered quite often here at the talk, uh, Frozen Biscuit Show, and there are certain trends that the team has exhibited that stir positive thoughts. Today, one of those musings will intertwine the defensive path to take on the form of a Christmas tradition and identify trends we've seen that benefit the stars down the stretch. Down the stars wish list, ghost of Christmas present. In a Christmas Carol fashion, the first thing to address with the stars is where they are now and the happenings around them. To win the Stanley Cup, they'll need to win 16 games in a stretch of about 25 games, made significantly simpler with home ice advantage. It isn't mandatory for a championship, but if the stars can maintain their pacing the rest of the way, they can add something more to the just-make-it-to-the-postseason approach they've embodied in recent years. One of the important pieces of the puzzle when it comes to stringing such success together is weathering the injury wave. Despite seeing Odinger and Hintz miss time for injuries of varying degrees, the Stars have stayed relatively healthy. The same cannot be said for the Colorado Avalanche, a year removed from their own cup run. On a loving playing field, Colorado would be an immediate threat to the Stars. Injuries to their top-tier talent have left them emaciated of depth. Fortunately for the Avs, there is a stark contrast between contenders and pretenders within the division. The chasm between the top and the bottom of the central comes to the tune of a 3.2 games in hand and 28 goals difference between St. Louis and Colorado. Nashville, Chicago, and Arizona have consistently trended downward from the get-go this year, and the Blues' trademark winning streak last month is the only thing separating them from the pack. Serving as the baseline for a successful team in the division means Colorado may be in a battle for fourth place. Opening up their playoff competition to the rest of the conference, with Colorado in the weeds to their push and odds stacked against them, the Stars need to find what separates them from Minnesota and Winnipeg. Next up on the wish list, Ghost of Christmas Past. With Rick Bowness coaching the Jets to the top half of the division, the Dallas Stars didn't search long for a visage of the past. As a matter of fact, each of the culture shifts made by the coaching hires can be seen by the offensive and defensive output of each team. It's no secret that the Stars wanted the board to leverage our defensive capabilities into a faster offense that doesn't surrender the kind of goals you'd see against the more open concepts. With that, the Stars stand atop the division and are tied for second in the league with 112 goals. Conversely, the Jets have sacrificed a bit of their offensive production in order to give up the fifth least amount of goals this year. I have confidence that the offensive shift for the Stars will prove more efficient than the shift from Winnipeg because of the energy commanded by each style of play. Playing tighter defense is more exhausting than playing freely on offense especially when pocketing your goal-scoring talent for emergency situations and relying on elite rallies for victory. This is exemplified by the Stars' comeback score in 1920 under Monty and Brownis, tied for second with 17 comeback victories, totaling a deficit of 27 goals overcome in a year they pushed for the Cup Finals. Furthermore, the team exhaustion from this metric can be shown in the following year's total of nine, nine goals overcome for seven wins. In a year, they missed the playoffs. At this early point in the season, Winnipeg is fourth in the league with eight wins, overcoming a combined 11 goals, as the Stars are cruising in 22nd with six wins, overcoming eight goals. 
Further, DeBoer is well aware of how to manage the team's energy, and his deployment for all four forward lines remains relatively even. The most time on ice averaged by a forward is Robo with just over 18 minutes a game, whereas Winnipeg has two forwards averaging over 20. Moreover, the gap in average time on ice from top to bottom is over 10 minutes, compared to the Dallas's being under 6 minutes. Should the game not fit Bowness' script, he calls upon his forwards to dig them out and burn the vital energy that comes at a premium when playoffs roll around. As DeBoer rolls his lines evenly, the Stars can maintain a level of play that will guide them through April, May, and June when the team needs it most. And next up, the ghost of Christmas future. On 96.7 The Ticket last Wednesday, Tyler Seguin indicated that one of the phrases he's heard more often in the locker room this year is Stanley Cup. The goal that this team is striving for is no secret, and Peter DeBoer has a track record of immediately bringing focus to the group He's managing in year one. In each of his inaugural seasons with his last three teams, he's made the conference finals. With two cup final appearances with New Jersey and San Jose, as easy it is to assume that teams rely on star power like the other big four pro leagues, a steady hand at the helm makes all the difference in the league. Contrary to this strategy, the Minnesota Wilds' attempt to fetch the stars in the standings is stylized like a front office chess match. Bill Guerin has made it clear that the team's operations are direct reflections of the chessboard he's laid out before them. A cultural cleaning house took place in the first couple of years. Deposing 15-year contributor and team captain Miko Koivu, buying out the contracts of Zach Paris and Ryan Suter, and trading away Jason Zucker. After giving Bruce Boudreau some leash to guide the team to the playoffs, he was terminated with 21 games remaining in favor of David or Dean, excuse me, Evazen. After somewhat proving himself in 12 games, the interim tag was removed prior to the 2020 season without a thorough search involving other candidates. The takeaway from this is that the approach of the staff in Minnesota is negligent of coaching in favor of icing the team that they feel holds the most talent. While it always helps to have a team more talented than the opponent, a mindset that is not united behind one voice will be subject to emotional highs and lows to match the individuality allowed within the team. For this reason, the Wild will go on hot streaks and cold streaks without finding a rhythm befitting of a team that's skilled as the season unfolds. They are currently on the hot end, winning 8 of their last 10 to accommodate for the 4 separate losing streaks they've had on the young season. Contrarily, the Stars boast a 10-4 record following a loss and resemble a level of resiliency that personifies a unified group behind a singular cause. Don't be fooled by the shiny objects that certain teams boast. A winning culture will carry a team further than any single player will. And in conclusion, Merry Christmas. As the casual Dallas Stars fan serves as the proverbial Scrooge, being visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, should instill optimism for the path that lies ahead. The immediate threats at the top of the table each exemplify a weakness where the Stars have strength. In addition to these factors, the Dallas Stars still have a top five player at each position and may boast one of the deepest rosters in the league. The mixture of talent and culture in Dallas is one of a championship team, meaning Stars fans asking Santa for a cup this Christmas isn't as much of a fantasy as it may sound. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Hit that like button if you like our videos. Subscribe to the channel for even more Dallas Stars content. 
and let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. And thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been The Frozen Biscuit Show with your host, Larry Lease. Join us next week as we dive into even more Dallas Stars news. Don't forget to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Frozen Biscuit Show.